Hi there, and as it's been one year to the day since the Alexa Bliss 365 documentary debuted, I thought now I've got this podcast, it would be a perfect time to, rather than just doing like a one year later anniversary tweet about it, I'd rather like give it a proper review and talk about it in a bit more depth, because there's certainly plenty to talk about, so uh, let's get going with this. To begin with, it starts off from uh, WrestleMania 34. Uh, it's quite nice to see that she's backstage with Vince and has uh, explained that she's getting a special entrance, which was great. I actually really think everyone turned it as well as can be expected from WrestleMania 34 because it, it was obvious she was going to lose the title to Nia Jax with so the way that storyline was going. So, But there was a lot of people saying, oh, it should be a squash match and all this, that and the other. But when you look at it, she got a great entrance. She had a her ring gear was amazing and the match turned out really good much better than it really had any right to when you can all things considered and let's be real it was better than the styles and nakamura smarks dream match yeah i said it smarks deal with it but yeah so that all went pretty well the next part you we go into there's another thing i want to touch on is when uh, money in the bank in chicago a couple of months later and it's quite a nice little moment again with her and vince backstage where she's telling her her friend Erin gets to see her perform for the first time. So that's a cute little moment when she's telling her about uh, she's excited that her friend's coming to get to see her perform for the first time. And it's just a nice thing. What you can already see in these early moments is there is actually quite a nice dynamic between uh, Alexa and Vince. You can, and it's no, that's not really surprising because when you see it, you look how quickly and how she became so successful in the main roster Vince McMahon knows money. He knows, he values charisma. He values, he knows what can make him a lot of money. He did not become a billionaire by accident and he did not become a billionaire by listening to hardcore marks on the internet who are going to watch anything wrestling related. Please take note of that, Triple H. But yeah, there's definitely a nice little dynamic. You do see a a few little moments with Alexa and Vince talking backstage. So you can definitely see, I think, Vince knows. Vince knows what what makes him money. Uh, so after this, we the next part we we come to I want to talk about it. Well, I don't really want to talk about it, but we have to. It's the injury situations. Um, yeah, especially when it comes to the second injury, where um, she was put in the ring with Ronda Rousey one week before evolution which is uh just the stupidest fucking thing i think one of the wwe could have done at that point i just can't believe how stupid they were she does say in the interview that they wanted to work live events that weekend which which is fine there's but there's a multitude of things they could have done they could easily have either had her I know, I know that was a tag match, her and Mickey James against uh, Rousey and Nia Jax. What they could have done is have a singles match with Rousey against Mickey James and have Alexa and Mickey's corner and Nia and Ronda's corner, which means you still, if it was a, a big show or whatever you wanted, to, you've advertised her for at least the live event, still gets, crowd would still get to see her and she'd still be protected for a week later. They could have done that. And then they could either cut a little promo or whatever for the live crowd and then publicised Evolution, a show which needed all the publicity it could get. But I digress. Or if they wanted her to get in the ring a week beforehand just to make sure she was okay, which was fine, don't put her in the ring with a person that injured her in the first place. That's 
that's asinine. There's there's no excuse for the stupidity of that. Just ridiculous. But if you why not put her in the ring with Natalia? Look, she's boring as bricks, but she's never injured anyone, and she would have made sure she got through safe. It's unbelievably stupid, which is why I don't like Ronda Rousey, let's be real, she's a bitch, and she always looks like a, she's always sucking a lemon with her sour face, but at the end of the day, I blame WWE every bit as much, if not more so, than I blame Ronda Rousey, especially for the second injury, they made the match, they didn't have to do that, they could have shown some common sense, but they chose not to, and unbelievably stupid and there's, there's no excuse so when people always blame Ronda Rousey and just Rousey solely just remember that WWE chose to make that match they did and whoever it was is who actually put these matches together is an absolute moron I doubt it's Vince McMahon because I doubt he really books house shows I don't think he cares that much apparently Triple H was in charge of live events at that time I noticed because uh, when he, he had his job change a few months ago, head of live events was one of his things. So I don't even necessarily blame him. He might not. He might that might have been just a job title. So, uh, but and he maybe he just delegates people. So it might have been one of the road agents that decided to put that together. But whoever that is is a is a complete moron, and there's no excuse for that whatsoever. So um, yeah, that's that then. Anyway, moving on to a much brighter note, we come in a few months later and she's got Moment of Bliss, which is a great little thing because it's like she says in there, I believe she says something along the lines, it, was, it gives another layer to her character, which is great because she is such a versatile performer. So it was ideal. I've had, even before that, I was thinking, ah, oh, it'd be nice if she had a talk show and there you go, she's got one. She then had one. I think it was this was a great little thing. For her, and this actually even shows another funny moment where Vince backstage when she's getting her, her blinged microphone and so Vince likes it, he says something like, give it a thumbs up. And that's became a gif on Twitter as well that I like to use quite a lot. So that was a nice moment. It would have been better if he said, it's good shit, pal, but, ah, well, can't have everything, I suppose. But yeah, I actually really like Moment of Bliss just because... Well, she obviously loves doing it. She actually says that in the interview, so that's good. And it lets her perform with different people, like appear on camera with different people that she doesn't usually. She's, she's had all different types of guests. Even uh, recently, just a couple of months ago, the NWO, which I think was the last week they did anything in front of live crowds. I think I think that was the last SmackDown in front of live crowds, actually, back in March. So, yeah, there you go. It's, it's been a... Something I was like, and I know whenever there's like a moment of bliss segment announced for SmackDown or Raw as it was at the time, the common thing on Twitter is, oh, I don't like moment of bliss. I'd rather she was in a match. But at the end of the day, it's a good thing. It's another, it's a string to her bow. It gives her something else to do. It's a sign of faith that she gets a talk show. So, you know, I like it. It is what it is. And she likes doing it. So that's the main thing. And, You'll ne and the one thing you'll never forget from Moment of Bliss is it was when she announced that she was cleared and coming back. Uh, the week before the Royal Rumble when she said she was going to be in the Rumble. That was a great little moment. It really was. And you hear the crowd just erupted when she said that as well. So, um, yeah. that was So Moment of Bliss, I'll always have a special place. And 
we've got as well the the day of the rumble when she comes back. Um, you can see Nia Jax as well backstage with her, um, basically telling her to be safe. You see she's concerned for her, which while I'm not a fan of Nia Jax as a performer, and she can come across as quite annoying sometimes. That's one thing I can never truly dislike her because you can see the the genuine friendship she's got there and uh, she does look out for her. So that's one thing. I never want, ever want to see them in the ring together again, even though the WrestleMania 34 match turned out really well. Just with Nia's recent mishaps and Alexa's injury history, I'd never want to see them in the ring together again, but I could never truly, truly dislike Nia Jax. So was like, there's one thing, you know. Uh, she came back as well, got a huge roar as well. Uh, a lot of people say it would have been better if it was a surprise, which I can understand. Because by the end of the day, though, you got kind of got two great moments from that. You got, obviously, the, the night of the return and the week earlier, which she announced it and then got a huge reaction. So, in other words, it worked out pretty well both ways, I would say. So, um, moving on, we go into March. Uh, this was an interesting one as well, when she announced that she hosted WrestleMania. Um, fun fact, she actually did this on my birthday as well, March the 11th, which was, fun, which was a nice present because... She was kind of on and off TV a little bit. There was a couple of weeks she wasn't on and other weeks she was just doing moments of bliss. She wasn't wrestling at all. I believe she was doing a, the odd house show here and there. And to be to begin with, I was quite worried that they weren't going to do anything with her at WrestleMania, just dump her in the pre-show Battle Royal, which would be just a complete and utter waste. You can't have that. That would be just terrible. But, well... While I slated WWE for what they did, putting her, putting her in the ring with Rousey a week before WrestleMania, on the flip side, I am going to praise them for the way they handled her return. And a lot of people didn't like this because they thought, oh, she's clear, put her in the ring every week. Yeah, but you can now see how close she actually was to the end. I mean, it's lucky that she did actually manage to get cleared and it's testament to her courage and her strength that she actually did manage to bounce back from such a terrible injury and and to be honest it was relatively quickly when you think about it it wasn't when you think it was October when the second concussion happened and she was back by the end of January three months for a career threatening injury actually in the grand scheme of things isn't that long it actually isn't. So the fact that she came back that quickly is just testament to how strong she is. Just what a fighter. And that's un unbelievable. But they were right, I will say this, to not rush her back into full-time wrestling there because I think her being announced as the host of WrestleMania was actually the perfect way to use her that year. It really was. Because I would have been happy if she was her and Mickey were still teaming together and they put them in the tag title match. I would have been quite happy with that, to be honest. Uh, I would have went along with that. But I don't know. And again, this is a, a lot of the Twitter thing where just outraged that she wasn't having a match at WrestleMania, which I kind of get. But they were they were sitting saying, oh, this is terrible. Why is she not? Oh, Austin WrestleMania is so bad. It's like, yeah, but Rock and Hulk Hogan did it, so... You know, it's, it's not that bad a deal when you think about it. Um, and then when... Uh, and then it was it also gave her plenty of TV time. She even made a little SmackDown appearance as well in the, the last SmackDown before WrestleMania, which was nice at the time, so that was good. 
So yeah, that was all worked out pretty well, I think, for with that. And our, our hosting was nice. And to be honest, with her hosting, she popped up quite a lot throughout the night as well. Which you even seen the the moment when she comes up the 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 Hulk Hogan moment at the start of WrestleMania thirty five was was magical. It was I've said this before on my Twitter, but it's the guy who got me into wrestling in the first place, and the woman who stopped me from walking away altogether. In the, working together for that one great little moment, it was just phenomenal. I'll never, never forget that. I couldn't believe it when I when it was happening. So, I lo- I loved that moment. I will always say this one. This is still my favorite WrestleMania moment with Alexa, even more so than winning the tag titles this year, which was nice, which was great. I really enjoyed that. But this was sort of you can you can kind of win the tag titles anytime. And sorry to say, those titles don't mean much. Sorry, they just don't. It is what it is. But that little moment of her and Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania was was great. It was once in a lifetime. Yeah, you, you, they don't come along. The, the hard level those moments happen. So it was it was phenomenal. Absolutely loved that. So yeah, going back, and then of course the night after WrestleMania, I think she pretty was pretty much back full time. She beat Bailey in like two minutes, which was just glorious. Of course, it's all kind of went the other way now because, uh, well, Bailey's now, you'd want to talk about reigns of terror. Bailey's got a reign of boredom going down, but there you go. That's what happens when you complain all the time in WWE these days. You get your way, but it is what it is. But there you have it then. So I, I do think as well, another point to make about why they were care, glad they were right to be careful but not rushing her back was because I believe in May she was meant to be in the money in the bank. And then, of course, she was injured. She was only out for a couple of weeks or something like that, so it wasn't too bad, but she obviously had to get pulled for, for that. For, it may have been a precautionary reason. I don't know if she had concussion symptoms again. And You can't fuck around with concussions. That's basically the thing. And one more, and, well, it's unthinkable, really. So that's why I always think, as much as I hate them, and I'll never forgive them for being stupid enough to put her in the ring with Rousey a week before, evolution at least I'll give them that the fact that they were careful before really going back full time with her is yeah they were right to do that absolutely I'll, I'll never be angry at an entertainment company for being careful with a performer's safety and health and safety that's the one thing I would always say and um, yeah they, they got that one right they got that one absolutely right so um yeah, so I can't believe it's been a year already since the, the documentary. Um, uh, fantastic documentary. It's one of those things as well. You can, you can see with her likability, you don't even necessarily need to be a fan of hers to watch it and like it and respect her. And I've, I, I could imagine a lot of people who aren't necessarily hardcore marks for her could watch it and think, yeah, I like her or, yeah, this, her story's inspirational. She, she is. She's a real gem. One of a kind. One of a kind. So... Yeah, thanks. I've really loved talking about this again and going going into detail. So, like the Bliss three six five documentary and an absolute gem. Absolutely loved it. So, um, if you made it this far, thanks for listening and um, thank you very much. Thanks. Bye bye.